today. And I'm going to miss up, mess up her name because she just told me. Mr. Kenya, did I say it right? Yeah, Mr. Kenya, we're excited to have her. She's got a lot of energy uh, and we would look forward to getting to this conversation. So, Mr. Kenya, where are you from? I'm born and raised in Dallas. Oak hey, Cliff, baby, that's Oak my Cliff. hood. Hey, hey, I love it. I love it. So what's your, what's your story? My story is I've always been able to come back to my muse and my muse has been music throughout my entire life. So every time I may have dilly-dallied dilly and tarried and, and looked at something else, I've always come back to music in one way, shape, form, or fashion. Yeah, yeah. So how long have you been in music? I've been a musician since the fourth grade. So we're wow. talking about 30 plus years. <laughs> wow. Am I a millennial? Yes and no. Okay. I'm in that zennial category. That's, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Okay. 30 years in music. Plus. Plus. So how'd you find, <laughs> how, like, how did that start for you? It found me. It started as something recreational. So in the beginning, fourth grade, yeah. my cousins and I were all the same age. We all wanted to be in the same class at the same time at yeah. Mark Twain Elementary Vanguard yeah, yeah, yeah. in Oak Cliff. And the class we decided on was piano. So piano was the class that we took together. Fourth, fifth, sixth grade, piano lessons, middle school choir, high school choir. But the whole time, I'm thinking I'm a science geek. I'm thinking I'm a nerd. I'm thinking yeah. I'm studying. I'm thinking I'm growing up to be a paleontologist. I'm thinking I'm growing up to analyze things in a lab and yeah. look at things in a, in a spectrometer. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Not realizing that music had been there the whole time. So at 15, I was voluntold that I was the church's new piano player. Yeah. Man, it, you know, isn't that crazy how, it's not crazy, just life how... Uh, <laughs> We thinking we on one track and we, I, what's the, I don't know, maybe we, we disassociate gifts. Is that it? Like, you know what I'm saying? We thinking that our talents and gifts lend us to this and we're like, no, you need to really use that over, over here. <laughs> it was the thing that was easy for me. It was the thing I didn't have to think too hard about. Yeah. And I guess because it was so accessible and so attainable for me, yeah. I, I didn't pay it any attention. Ah, Ah, yeah, yeah. So so what exactly are you doing in the music career currently? <laughs> what am I not doing? You're okay. <laughs> That's probably the better question. Yeah. What am I not doing? So uh, I am a classically trained vocalist and pianist. So that means that my degree had me study in Italian, French, German, English, Negro spirituals yeah. for the voice portion. For the piano portion, it was Bach, Brahms, Chopin. Yeah. yeah. I love them all. Yeah. I love them all. But I'm also baptized by the black church yeah. where you had to either hurry up and learn it. Yeah. I needed I needed to know it before it got to the chorus. Yeah. Now this is just playing it by ear. Yeah. So either my grandmother was in the sitting in her pew saying, Thank you, Lord, because I was hitting the right place, right time, or yeah. she was saying, Help a Lord. And I'm like, <laughs> Granny, I'm 15. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. learning. Yeah. I'm also a music producer, so I write original music for people's special occasions. I write custom music for people's podcast intros. I am also an instructor. I run a music lesson studio that's wholly online. Wow. And I also, uh, I'm like, what am I not doing? I'm still a, a gigging performer. So wow. 
Um, you might catch me on singing background vocals on songs you probably wouldn't believe. Like one of them, Snoop Dogg ended up doing a collab on. Mm, okay. um, also, what I primarily do now is I help people become better public speakers yeah. by applying the principles of singing to wow. that instruction. Wow. Like I didn't even know there was a correlation. There is a direct correlation. So, you know, singing and speaking, they both require some manipulation of the breath. Mm. It's a little bit more work to sing. Yeah. Singing and speaking both require some level of being understood. You have to practice your pacing so that people understand the words that are coming out of your mouth before you end up with a Tony Braxton, Anita Baker situation. Like, what did she say? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Wow. But it sounded, sounded good when she did it. I wow. just don't know what she said. So how can people connect? connect with you if they want to learn more about what you got going and get involved you can always find me at kenya's keys on ig so that's kenya's singular possessive for mm -hmm. my word mm -hmm. folks out there keys k-e-y-s k-e-n-y-a-s k-e-y-s dot com you can always find me there i have a free master class called slay the mic which yeah. helps you put your best public speaking best public speaking voice forward. Yeah. It's a free class, 15 minutes to get you rock steady ready to stand in front of the audience of your dreams. Yeah. So so you've been in purpose for a while. You've been operating in your gift for a while, right? So I think you can speak to this like how has it been managing your gift? Because what I find is people do this work, they figure out who they are. They're like, okay, I'm fine. I know who I am. I'm going to start but then burnout and exhaustion comes because now they have th this passion to do that thing can kind of become overwhelming. Right. And so how have you managed that? The way I've managed it is to continue to lean into the things that give me the most joy. Yeah. So that changes, that changes. It's not the same thing. Yes. I'm always going to be an educator. Do I like teaching three-year-olds? Not as much as I like teaching a 13-year-old. Yeah. Or and I like teaching a 30-year-old even more. Yeah. So you have to lean into the things that light you up the most. And when you notice that you're feeling some kind of way, you have the power to make a choice and do something different. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say out there to other millennials who are trying to discover who they are, just trying to discover purpose? What, what advice would you give to them? What's the thing that you always keep coming back to? because that's how I found it for me. Music was the thing I kept coming back to. When I went to college at Florida A&M University, HBCU. Come on now, shout it out. out. Let them know, let them know. When I received that Life Gets Better scholarship, <laughs> yeah. a full ride, I went as a biology major. <laughs> yeah. But that big fat D in chemistry, I had to turn that big fat D and from doom to my destiny. And I had to stop and wait a minute and get myself gathered because my scholarship was in jeopardy. Yeah. And I had to ask myself, well, what's always been there? Music changed my major and wow. things took off, took off. I've never looked back. Wow. I love that, man. I think you get, I think you just dropped a gym that's going to help unlock some, unlock some stuff in people because it, you know, purpose could be very finding your purpose. The work can be very complex depending upon your level of trauma that you've been through, or it could be as simple as what you just articulated, what's always been there. 
And a lot of times it's right there in front of your face and we don't see it because it's the thing that's easy for us to do. Easy. It's the thing, it's the advice that we give to people yes. readily. It's yeah. it's why people keep coming to us. Yeah. And a lot of times we don't recognize that thing as yeah. the thing. Yes. We think we think our purpose is is hard. Like like it's actually what you're good at. It's supposed to flow. So so that's not something that you disregard. I really like that, Jim. It's what, what's always been there, man. Because that's what I'm finding with, with people as we do these interviews. Even people who go through a lot, they always resort to what was always there. When they finally heal and come back to themselves, they go right back to what they, they go back to right what was always there the entire time. They can finally music, see it. Music has always been the place where I felt the most seen. This is where I felt the most safe. This is where I felt the most able to express whatever emotions I have. Music has been that place for me. Not a man, not a pizza, not some flat. You know, I mean, like it's music for me. Yeah. Wow. Man, well, I appreciate you for sharing your story and your authenticity. And I think I'm certainly going to check out your masterclass personally because we all, you know, I'm always trying to grow as a speaker. And, and I definitely uh, did not know that music had a connection to public speaking. So I think that we can all learn a whole lot from you. So you got anything coming up? Any online Actually, workshops or? You can always grab the Slay the Mic webinar. Okay. You can also grab my Put Your put your Best Voice Forward workshop. That's an ongoing monthly live workshop. So you'll find the details at kenyaskeys.com. That's the one for my music lesson students. Yeah. But at Kenya's Keys on IG, click the link tree and it'll have the information for the next workshop. And we're going to make sure that we have all of uh, Ms. Kenya's information right in the description. So like what we always say, when you come on our podcast, you meet someone, we want to make sure that their family, you want to connect with them and learn more about what they do. Make sure you check the link in the description. That's what it's there for. Man, this was a dope interview. I learned a lot. I know our viewers learned a lot. Thank you very much on this Friday night for, for uh, making some time to be on the podcast. I really appreciate the invitation and may your listeners continue to use their voice to affect positive change.